Hearing the Voice is a large Wellcome Trust funded project based at Durham University. We've been going since 2010 and we are interested in investigating the experience of hearing voices from as many different disciplinary perspectives as possible. We chose the title Hearing Voices, Suffering, Inspiration and the Everyday in order to give a sense of the many different contexts in which voices can occur and the very complex and multifaceted nature of these experiences. I'm Angela Woods, I'm the co-director of the Hearing the Voice project. My name is Emma Hamlet and I am curator of exhibitions at Palace Green Library. I'm Victoria Patton and I'm the Communications Impact and Engagement Lead for Hearing the Voice. What's distinctive about our project is that it starts with experience and that we don't make assumptions about what it is to hear voices. So hearing voices is often understood in relationship to particular forms of distress and to psychiatric disorders, but it's not necessarily the case that it is always or even best understood as a symptom or as a sign of pathology. We chose the word suffering partly because we wanted to represent the fact that for many people, hearing voices can be an intensely distressing experience. Equally importantly, we wanted to capture the fact that many people feel angered or disempowered or disappointed by their treatment in mental health services, particularly if they've been sectioned under the Mental Health Act. And we chose the word inspiration because we wanted to capture the fact that hearing voices can actually be a positive experience. It can be a source of creative inspiration as when writers hear the voices of the characters that they create in their work. Or it can have links with divine inspiration too, as when people hear the voice of God. The everyday is included in order to reflect the fact that for many people, voice hearing is just an ordinary part of everyday life. So, for example, children can often experience voices in the form of imaginary friends, and hearing or seeing a dead loved one is often a common reaction to bereavement, and that's often an experience which can provide an important source of comfort and support. Our project seeks to combine a whole lot of different academic perspectives. We have researchers working in theology, philosophy, psychology, linguistics, medical humanities, English literature, really rich number of disciplines. But we work very closely as well with clinicians, particularly local to Durham, and we work with people who hear voices, members of the Hearing Voices movement, and also people who've had that experience in a range of different contexts. We found it very important to involve voice hearers in the exhibition because there's such a huge breadth of knowledge and expertise that comes from their own lived experience of hearing voices that's often ignored in academic and clinical contexts. And what we want to really do as a project, not only just in the exhibition, but in our research as well, is put that experience first and put that experience in the spotlight and respect voice hearers' own interpretations of those experiences. As an academic and a researcher, one of the things that I found 
absolutely extraordinary about working with Emma and the team at Palace Green Library is thinking about how we can use a whole range of different materials to engage the public in the kinds of questions that we're passionate about. So how we can use texts but also images, how we can use artefacts, how we can use not just words on a page and PowerPoint slides at a conference but activities and events and discussions that will be associated in the linked program around the exhibition to hopefully animate the issues that we've been labouring away at as academics for a really long time. As part of the exhibition, we've commissioned a number of people to produce new work or new content. These have included Victoria Hume, who's a musician who's produced a sound and animation piece, Paul Baker, who is somebody from within the voice hearing community who we've worked with as a co-curator on a section of the exhibition. Mary Robson and Ray Waddingham have worked with a group of young people who are voice hearers on a project called Listen Up to produce some artwork that represents their experience. Um, And then we're also working with a number of writers, both within the exhibition itself and as part of the programme. Victoria Hume has worked with a group of voice hearers in a workshop in Durham earlier in the year to then produce a sound and animation installation. I think the really interesting thing about that piece is that it features those sort of individual testimonies really strongly in the foreground of that. And so it's very much a reflection of their viewpoints and their experience. We're really hopeful that the exhibition is going to leave a long-term legacy that genuinely benefits people who hear voices at the local, national and international level. So for those voice hearers who have contributed artworks or been involved in contributing stories, we hope that it's going to provide a platform for them to have their voices and their stories heard. And also for those voice hearers who attend as visitors, we hope that it will provide an insight into the latest academic research on voice hearing, but also provide them with access to very powerful messages about the strength and resilience of other voice hearers across the world.